Welcome back, everyone, to the My Take Hoops podcast. If you're new here, I own the Instagram page at My Take Hoops. But on this podcast, I talk more in depth about players, interview people in the basketball community, and also share my faith. I hope you enjoy today's episode. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas, please hit my DMs on Instagram. God bless. Okay, welcome back, everybody, to the My Take Hoops podcast. But before we get into today's episode, uh, I do want to do my section on faith. And and today it comes from Philippians 4, uh, verse 6. The verse says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. I think there's there's a lot in this verse that needs to be unpacked. First of all, it says, Be anxious for nothing. And I think... This is, this is a very big theme in Christianity. Uh, trust is a major part of, of who we are as Christians, trust in God specifically. Trust in that he's got a plan for us, trust in that, that he knows what's best. And here it says, be anxious for nothing. I think a lot of people, personally I do, struggle with anxiety and, and just uh, worrying about things that we can't control. Here Paul tells us to be anxious for nothing. Because if we truly trust in God, there's really nothing to be anxious for. If, if we truly trust in God, we know he's going to provide for us. So what's there to be anxious for? Sure, there will be bumps down the road, but what's there to be anxious for if we know he's got a plan for us? The second part of the verse says, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Many times in the Bible, it says, says to, to ask God and, and you will receive. Now, I think this can be taken out of context a bit, but in terms of of a mentality, if you ask God to enter your life, you ask God to to tra- to transform your heart. I think there's a lot there that 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 can be done. So let your requests be made known to God, and if you truly trust Him, He will make them happen. Uh, as always, if you have any questions or or concerns about about uh, this this faith that I that I spread, uh, please DM me. I would love to have a conversation about it. But with that being said, let's get into today's episode where we have a very special guest. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the My Take Hoops podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Um, I'm going to let him go ahead and introduce himself. Hey, what's up? I uh, appreciate my take for having me today. My name is Christopher Bailenge. I am a SNAM videographer. Um, I've been with SNAM for over, uh, for under under a year now. And uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be here right now. Well, thank you. I appreciate you coming on. And and before we, we get into the, the majority of the episode, I want to ask how you've been during this time. Um, coronavirus and just everything going on in the world how, how have you been um i've been good honestly you know I, one thing that i'm really like noticing is like uh it's it's day by day you know one week uh, nothing's happening in the world and the next day we hear about all these things that are happening it kind of like switches your mood up you know but um overall i've been pretty good in just adjusting to what i have to do especially with with basketball like you know just adjusting but um so far, I'm I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. That's great to hear. Um, yeah, I was gonna ask you too, like with with uh, all the stuff going on, how how is it? How's your job? Uh, like 
is it mo mostly just editing now or is it is like with all this time being in sports canceled like how's that been so um the first few months of quarantine i was actually just mostly editing but even on that part i um i didn't really feel motivated to do work because a lot of us filmers like we like to film and then um, we get all this creativity as we're filming during games, but it's like not having access to games kind of shut me down on that route. So I was mostly editing and just trying to learn about my craft and trying to get better on the inside. But once things opened up, my job, my job is very different now. Um, mostly I'm doing runs, stuff like that. And me being in Canada, I don't really have access to games. So it's tough. It's It's been very tough for me trying to bring value to our team because I'm basically the only guy in Canada, but, um, Hey, like that's just how it is, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Gotta adjust. That's it. Yeah. Well, I do really respect your work and I, and I, and I really like what you do. And I also like how, how your follower of Jesus, of course, like I love that. Um, but before we get into like the main part of this episode, I want you to, to clear the air a little bit. You were talking about this on your live, like last yeah. week, like, you think like some people think you can just crank out and edit or a mix in like a couple yeah. hours, like clear the air, like just tell yeah. people how long this takes and show people like how hard you have to work on this type of stuff. I am very glad you asked that question because um, in the view of a basketball player, a mix is very easy to make and it's just tap, tap, tap very quick. But um, it also depends on the type of creator you are, to be honest with you. I've met some other creators. They can just make a video on the fly, and it doesn't it doesn't take much from them, right? And it also depends on your on your approach. But I will tell you guys that mixes do take time. And by example, uh, my boy Lou, that um, is under Slam too, he told me one time that it took him 14 hours to make a mix. Those are the type of hours you deal with with these mixes, right? And um, I can tell you right now, I've done those type of hours with mixes too, and it's just like um. It, it really depends, like, track selection is important, all the, uh, the clips, looking over the clips, deleting the good ones and the bad ones, so it, it takes a lot of time, like, going to the games, and, you know, so editing is not a quick process as people see it as. It's not as quick, right? Oh, yeah, and and I've found that out because, like, when I did those, like, IGTV videos, like, the simplest edits, like, put some clips together and put my voice behind it, that took me way longer than it should have, and I yeah. found that out, like, I can't even imagine doing the cuts, the transitions, the effects, like, I can't even fathom that yet, and, yeah. and like, now that I'm at college, like, I get um, Premiere Pro and, like, Photoshop, like, included, so I'm, like, really trying to learn, but, like, it just feels hopeless, <laughs> like, like, I look at all this stuff, I'm, like, I can do like, there's so many options, but I have no idea where to start. So I'm just trying to like learn that. But yeah, like when I was doing that, I was like, dang, these people that make these like mixtapes, like they have so much <laughs> talent and it must take so long. Yeah, bro. It's very time consuming, but I think the best part of it is like the final product, you know, you're kind of rushing yourself to, to see what you can make at the end of it. So that's, that's, it's always a good feeling for me to send someone a mixtape and they're like, wow, this is crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's always worth it. Always. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask how you got into like video editing or videography or, or media or, or like, who did you start filming? You mentioned you were in Canada. So, so yeah. what, what was that like for you? Um, it's funny because I actually played basketball my whole high school career. 
Um, and honestly, I always knew I wanted to go into media, right? Um, they, they, there came a point that in, in grade 10 for me that um, I actually started when I was like 14, 15, right? And during that time, I was like, okay, I don't think I'm going to make a future in basketball. So it's like, but I still want to be in basketball, right? Right, right, yeah. I found myself being on the computer a lot. And I'm just like, wait, I could probably get into some editing. Like, let me see how that works out. So I jumped into that and slowly but surely, most guys will tell you, the basket, the mixtape guys will tell you they used to make NBA edits. That's yeah. what I used to Like, I used to love making edits of Derrick Rose when he was in, the, in those MVP years. I loved yeah. it. And um, so basically, that's how I really got into it. And then as I got along, I'm like, you know what? I noticed that in Canada, there wasn't any mixtape guys. There was right. really... Yeah, there's very few. When I started is when it, when it really became a thing. So I felt like it was it was a, like a duty of mine to kind of like, hey, be a guy that 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 really starts mixtapes in Canada and all. Uh, yeah, that's just how it started for me. Just just simple interest, but it took off as something serious as as years went on, basically. That's sweet. So you're like a you're like a trailblazer almost for 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 Canadian mixtapers, if that's what I, <laughs> that's what you want to go by. I guess, man, if uh, multiple people have told me that, well, you know, um, I still appreciate that. And uh, yeah, man, I love how media has grown the last few years, to be honest. Yeah, it's, that's awesome. Um, and I, I got to ask this question, and, and you were talking about it on your live the, the other week, but uh, how did you get involved with Slam? I know you said something about you met JM at, at a uh, event or something, and you weren't even like looking for a, a job. You were just like yeah. asking him, trying to learn. Yeah, like, um, that whole experience was crazy to me. Like, I've been in the States before, and it's like, I will tell you right now, this States and Canada is a whole different ballgame. I don't think people really understand the magnitude, how much they love basketball in the States, but the atmosphere, just the environment in it, like, it's crazy. So I went down to Under Armour uh, Circuit. I went to the first session in Chicago, and, um, as soon as I walked in the building, I already knew who exactly who was who on that baseline. I already knew who it was. And um, I went up to JM and started talking to him. And um, I mentioned the name of my brand, which was MDP before. And he automatically knew who I was, which was like, whoa, what the hell? Yeah. And then from there, yeah, we're sim- simply having conversations. Like, JM's been in the game for 10 years. Like, think about that. 10 years since uh, the day Hoop Mixtape was around. So... Um, I'm just trying to pick up and learn whatever I can from him. I'm not even trying to get a job. I'm just asking like, hey, bro, how's it, how's it working for Slam? What do you, what do you do for, to get to the next level? What can I do better? Things like that. I was asking those questions and, um, he replied back to me asking similar questions like, hey, do you like, do you like being a, a, a social meaning like, do you like working for yourself? Or do you like working for teams? That's what I was doing. I was working for a team, Canada Elite to be exact. And uh, we went down there and he was asking me those questions. And from he just blurred out like, hey, I think you'd be great enough to work for Slam. I took Bro. it as a joke. <laughs> Dude, that had to be that like, yeah. I, I, I took it as a joke. I laughed, I laughed in his face and I'm just like, what are you talking about? You know, imagine yeah. a, a small Toronto kid like me, um, Toronto doesn't really get that much attention in the media world. So I'm just thinking, why would you want me on your team, right? 
But um, <clears throat> from there, a couple of days later, I got a DM from my boss now, Brian Larusa, and um, he basically just said that he really likes my work and wanted me to join. And from there, um, that's that's what happened. You know, that's all I can say. And and when I think about the situation, I can only thank God because it just happened. It just happened. Right. Right. It's like, it's just sometimes you don't even expect it. He's putting things in your life yeah. that you don't even know that you want. Yep. I was, I think I was just at the right place at the right time. Literally. I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for it for sure. When, when was that? This was two years ago. Okay. Actually, I might be stretching that out. That, that was actually last summer, last AU. Okay. Actually, AU going on. Yeah, this yeah, was yeah. Last AU. Yeah, that was a great summer. Jeez. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, you mentioned uh, like Canadian hoops being different than and than in the states. What what's it like uh, in Canada? What uh, type of um, environment is it like? To sum it up for you, bro, like can you, uh, gyms in in the states will be full. If Mikey decided to pull up in the states at any gym, people will find out and they will fill up the gym. Right, that's guaranteed. Even even high schools where they don't have known players like that have full gyms just because the states they love basketball, you right? Know? Oh yeah, Friday uh, night packed high school gym. It doesn't even matter who it's, who's playing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, and it's just, that's just how the game is in in, in the states. We you know all in Canada, a kid like Elijah Fisher, Cheyenne Day Wilson, all these players that have come through Canada, you come to the gyms, and they're empty. They are empty, no type of environment. And um, oh, we have certain tournaments in, in Toronto where, like, the, 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 the gym will be full. We have the BioSteel All-Canadian, which is, like, our own version of, like, McDonald's All-American, which is a great event. I love what they're doing. And, yeah, that event is packed. But I'm talking about high school games. The States, they're always packed. In, the, in Canada, yeah. you can't really say the same, right? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. You mentioned Elijah Fisher. I've seen him play uh, one time, I think, in person. And, like, it's pretty clear that he's going to be uh, something special. Have you, you filmed him, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. I've been filming him the entire season, man. I've been filming him. What's that years. like? Um, you have a relationship with him or, or, or yeah, anything? I have a relationship with him and his father. Um, great family. Like, though, that family is, is just great, like, when I see them, they just—they're always—they're very tight, you know. They're very tight. They look over each other, um, and they just like—they just care like naturally about people, and that's—that's that's one thing I, I noticed about that family, like you know. But going back to Elijah Fisher specifically, it's crazy to see how good kids are at that age. That's one thing we tend—we tend to forget, right? Yeah. We do some comparisons with these players, but it's like if you actually sit down and think, think. A kid that age should not be that good. No. Or athletic or that built. Right. I was, I was at the tournament that I was watching him play. And at, at the time, I was a senior in high school. Um, it was last year. And for whatever reason, his team, after they were done playing, came and sat in like two rows in front of us. And we were like, I was like, that's like a top five freshman in the entire world. Like, <laughs> and like people around me were like, like looking and we're all like, that's, Fisher and like yeah. there's kids coming up and asking for autographs and that he's just he's a freshman in high school and he's signing autographs I, I like 
one day I want to have him on here and just ask him about that because like I like I don't I can't even imagine the effect on that type of stardom has on people like think about Mikey like the effect of that type of stardom at that age like he's got to mature so quickly yeah that that's definitely a big factor too you know And, and not everybody can handle that spotlight that's the truth right a lot of people talk about the positives but there's also negatives to it but it also comes back to how you were raised and how 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 you just go about your everyday, right? If you already had morals and just like um, just were a respectful person before, humble, you don't you don't have to worry about that. You don't stay the same, right? And that's how I, that's exactly how Elijah Fisher is to tell you guys. Elijah that's, Fisher is a very humble kid, like very humble, you know. Yeah, that's great to hear because college coaches, like you can be the best player in the gym, but if you don't don't have an attitude that where like you're coachable or respectful, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> like, exactly. and, and for him to have that at a young age is, is, is impressive. Um, mm-hmm. I want to switch back gears a little bit to, to like the editing side. Cause like I said, I'm super yeah. interested in that. Yeah. Like I'm really interested. I know there are people out there because I know there's so many like smaller Instagram uh, editing pages that are like starting out. So I wanted to hear what you have to say, like about like more of like the specifics, like the software you use or like, certain cuts that you like or, or, or certain transitions is there like a pattern you use or anything like that? Um, for me, I use Premiere Pro. I use most, mostly Adobe products. I use uh, After Effects or anything crazy that you see on a video. Um, I use Lightroom, Photoshop for my pictures. And um, that's basically, oh, are we talking even cameras? Do we have to get into that too? Or are we just talking? Sure, I don't I mean, I, I know nothing about the camera. <laughs> and then on my camera right now, I just updated to a Sony a7 III. I'm pretty late on it, but I updated that. My lens is 18 to 105. That's the main one I'm using. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much my gear right now. I feel like that's good enough. But um, as far as the editing aspect, man, if I could give some advice, just, just be like, be yourself. <laughs> Just be yourself, create your, create your own style, and um, have flow on your videos. Have flow. I feel like people um, kind of take songs and kind of don't follow the flow. And you got to realize if you pick a song, that's the, you got to go with the flow of that song and really, yeah. really make it pop, you know? And then from there, I feel like effects, people think effects means you're a great editor, which that's not true. Okay. You can make a great video without putting any type of effects, but that's just how I am. I came up in the era of hoop mixtape and all that stuff where there was no effects. Obviously, I use effects now, but it just goes to tell you guys that, hey, you, you don't got to put a bunch of useless stuff that's not basketball related into your video. Yeah, I think it, work, it works. Yeah, I, and I think somebody like just from a, someone's perspective that doesn't know video editing at all, from from my perspective, somebody that really is good at the effects is is Charles Gatewood for for uh, yeah, yeah. for Slam. Like like I came across his page, I was like, oh my gosh! Like yeah. everything on here, it's like it's very flashy, but like I can appreciate that. Like I can mm-hmm. appreciate different different uh, different like genres of it, and like yeah. his flash is insane. Yeah, you're very, you're, that's very true. Like, that's my guy at Gatewood right there, man. He's he's holding it down down there in the States. And, uh, yeah, like, I feel like our team is very, very talented. Like, and... You guys, like, <laughs> some of the stuff I see you guys putting out is just, like, how, like, how did you make it? 
even myself, sometimes I, I go back and pick, try to get some info off of them and just be like, yo, how'd you do this? How'd you do that? Just to get better, right? Right. But that's one thing that I, I, I love about having an actual team is just being able to learn from others and actually just pick up on anything and get better. That's, that's one thing too, right? That's, yeah, that's insane. Because it's, it's interesting for me to see because I'm completely solo. Like, I mean, I'm, I mean, I repost like the best like mixtapes I can find and like I I give credit but I feel like I'm still relying on somebody else and it kind of kind of eats at me because I'm like I like I know people are here just for the video like I know there's an audience here for that but that's mm-hmm. why I try and give credit to the people that made it because like mm-hmm. I can't make that and like they people those people deserve the credit to of that you know what I mean trust me we appreciate that man we because um there's been a very like big uh turning point right now in the media where people just take your footage and just like make their own mix out of it. And they say, they put the logo over it and they, they say that it's art, it's their video. And that's very annoying. I can't tell you how many times like this season I've, I've come across one of my videos and I'm just like, wait, that's not my page. Yeah. That's this page and you right. put his logo over it, but you know, it's bound to happen. It is yeah. Really- I mean, that's just something I feel like, like you just have to roll with like i mean i'm not to the point where people would want to take my like take my words but like if they wanted to they could just take what i have to say and call it their own like there's nothing i can do and i'm lucky that i'm not at the point of that yet but like something as big as slam or the ball is life or overtime like they're getting reposted on everything and like the watermarks like obviously do a big uh do like help to like show that it's their their your company's stuff but yeah, I see people reposting it all the time and calling it theirs. It's, mm-hmm. it's, that's got to hurt as like an editor or a, a, a media person. Definitely, definitely as an editor, that hurts to see. It's like, damn, bro, I put all the, the hour in and you just take yeah. it for you. And the thing is, it's not just editing. It's the fact that I'm driving up to go film somebody. Right. It's like you take the footage right, right off me. But hey, man, it is, it is what it is, man. It's, it's how I go. That's all I can really say, man. Yeah, and, and I know... Uh, around my area there's smaller smaller companies that like do everything so they'll do like i think one of the hardest parts for a lot of people that just want to get into editing is they have no access to to filming like they don't they can't get unique clips they have to like rely on other things other clips that are already made and then make an edit out of that so i think the biggest thing for me like i've i've been like oh i want to just do like little small small edits where i just put my voice behind something but i still have to use um, like, like something from slam, because like, I don't, I don't have the ability to go out and film Elijah Fisher or like, you know what I mean? Um, honestly, if I were you, I'd keep giving credit. That's all we ask for. Literally my bosses tell me all the time. Like if, if they give credit, they're totally fine. Like, you're not, we're not going to kill you over that. It's just like, if you take it and you act like you own it because slam and any brand over time, whatever it is, ball is life. They they all own the footage. That's it. But, but if you do that, you're fine. You've been doing it. That's why I guess you have not been in trouble, right? Nobody. Has no, been. no. The only thing I really get is like, uh, like copyright music sometimes. And I'll just oh do. yeah. I still get that too, bro. I still get it's, that. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, I've also wondered if there's like a, a selection process to, uh, picking a song or do you like go, do you ask the player? Or do you have certain uh, artists that you're like, okay, I like their music, I'm gonna do it, or is it just kind of random? Um, for me, at least, most of the time, 
if I can't use pop smoke, then I'll use something else. That's just how I go. <laughs> if I'm going to post something on my page, it has to be pop smoke. <laughs> but sometimes I actually have a track that I'll be listening to for a couple of days and I'll just be like, okay, this is what I'm going to use for my next mix. This yeah. You start getting that. the beats down and then exactly. you're like, I'm going to make the cut there. Yeah. A lot of people would tell you that a lot of editors will tell you they visualize. I visualize my, my videos in my head before I even. them. It, it's That's crazy. so sweet. That's so yeah. like the, the, the different perspective that I'm getting here is insane. Like I've, <laughs> I've wanted to like sit down with somebody that does this because like me, I'm like, Oh, he probably just, some people, they just probably throw this together and make it like the fact that you sit down and you're like, okay, I want to make it look like this. Like mm-hmm. it's, exactly. that's so cool to me. And it gets annoying for my family members and stuff like that, because I'll listen to the same song at least 15 times, 50 times before I even edit the song. Literally, I, this is my process. I sit down on my computer table and I listen to the song at least 10 times. And then I start editing. That's just how it goes for me. That's, that's my dang. That is like, it's, it's literally art. And then like times yeah. are changing. Like this is modern art. Yep, and it really is. I think that's so cool. I think that is so cool. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Um, um, I've also, I also wonder what is your, you have a favorite mix that you've ever done or, uh, or a favorite person that you've filmed or anything like that. Man, I might have to go back to my page right now. Um, <laughs> for this year, for this year, I'm definitely gonna say um I had a lot of fun filming Shay. Oh, dude, that has to that had to be a fun experience. Like I have a lot of respect for him as a player. Yep, me too, bro. Me too. Um I also I still haven't released it yet, but my I can't I can't Yeah, if you don't if you can't say it, don't say it. I haven't released it yet, but I'm gonna show you later. Um, Adam Miller, I made a, a video. Okay. Yeah. Underrated for sure. Yeah. Whenever I have access to like American guys, it's always fun. But um, before I even went to Slam, I went to UIBL and I filmed uh, Cole Anthony and Trey Man. And I think Cole Anthony was the like I had so much fun. Actually, Jalen the Q is the guy that I had so much fun filming. That guy is is. He's dumb athletic. Like, I've never seen that before, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think people don't overlook the fact that he can get to the basket with ease. Yeah. I think he's got so much potential if he develops a shot and and, and his ball handling skills. Like, that athleticism is hard to pass up on. Like, that was – for me, like, walking into into that gym was just a crazy atmosphere. Like, imagine for yourself being a camera guy. You're filming on one court. And all of a sudden, you hear a loud bang. And it's just because there's so many courts around you and the dunks are so vicious that you think something bad happened. I'm just lost every single time. And it's just, it was a crazy experience for me. That that's way. why, that's why, like, AAU, like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a defense is going away in AAU and it's not the best form of basketball, but the environment is just different. Unmatched, unmatched. In, in UIBL, um, in Indiana, a year ago, two years ago was has so far my best one. Yeah, I my like, I really hope I get to, like I'm hoping that I get to the point where I start and am able to go to those. Like, obviously, I don't bring much to the table besides just writing my thoughts down. But like, I'm not going to be the dude that films it and makes a crazy mix. But like, I've like 
I want to get to the point where I'm able to like go to these yeah. events and you gotta do that. You gotta do it and see it for yourself, bro. But it's it's like, a whole I bet in person it's just yeah. unbelievable. In person, in person, I don't think people re- people really see how good these guys are when you see them in person, how big they are, how fast they are, and things like that. I didn't realize how good how good Cole Anthony's uh court vision was until I saw him. That's the part that really amazed me. And that doesn't get put in the, all the highlights. Yeah, it doesn't get it doesn't get put in the highlights. That's the thing too, right? There's a lot of things that are mixtapes that you don't see in the real game. And yes, it's it's a positive and a negative, but um these guys that you think you know you gotta see them in person and then yeah them. and that's i try i tried really hard to not make like when i make my write write-ups or my posts like i try really not hard not to like subjugate them into one category just based on mixtapes like i'm not great at like using like full game footage because like it's just hard to find sometimes but like you can tell what type of player is from like some highlights but I try to make it open ended where it's like this, like, yes, he dunks a lot, but this is not just a dunker. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like someone that gets that, uh, that, that reputation is like Andre Jackson. Like, a lot of his highlights are just crazy, like tomahawks. And like, there's no way he's just a dunker. Like, he's got court vision. Truth. That's the truth, bro. And um, I got to, I got to give it to you right now that uh, a mixtape coming from myself. Every mixtape guy will tell you they will choose a dunk over a three-pointer in a mixtape. Exactly. You, know, you have to. how it is because... Yeah, you have to. You want to grab the, the viewer's attention right away, Exactly. Right? Exactly. And, and Andre does that right away. He does not... Like, yeah. that guy is a highlight reel in itself. But uh, I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen enough. I haven't seen any other parts of his game. And I felt kind of guilty for not checking that out. So, right. And, 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 like, it's hard to find because it's just not, it's not put it's out not on the internet. Like, which right. like you can't you have no one to blame it's just it's smart marketing to 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 put his dunks like it'd be dumb to just show him throwing passes <laughs> like facts man but there's some guys that they make their passes look very crazy too oh right? yeah oh yeah oh yeah i'm trying to think somebody in high school uh isa uh silva like i know he's west coast so you probably don't get to to, to film him as much or if you ever nah, have nah. all my um, guys west coast right for him yeah but uh like it's just it's just crazy to me that that like I mean this is like this is kind of a weird thought but like it's just crazy to me that like social media has brought everyone like so close like you've got guys on the east coast interacting with guys on the west coast and then you've got me sitting here at Every college day. interacting with you in in Canada like like that's crazy to me that we're like we're able to connect that quickly you know 100% I love that bro I love that I always felt I always felt kind of left out to be honest but during the season I I I got to know the guys and all of that. And it's, it's a great feeling to know that, hey, um, you, you have the love and passion that you have for something, somebody has it too, right? Oh, yeah. So, I love that. I love that, bro. I love Dude, that. That, I, I totally get that because I would be like sitting on my couch before I started this account. I would sit on my couch and I'd watch a game and I'd be like, I'd like just have all these thoughts. And I was like, I can't tell this to like my parents or like my siblings <laughs> or like my friends because they just don't care. And that's fine. Yeah. It's just like, I felt like, I had no outlet so like when i made this and people started caring it's like it's nice to have like a community you know mm, exactly basketball community i love it i love the basketball community man were you were you one of those guys that always started arguments about basketball around your friends and stuff well yeah i mean i <laughs> it's because it's because most of the time like the people that would say i wouldn't okay i wouldn't start things but when my friend said something that were like 
blatantly uneducated like i have to educate you you know what i mean like if you say something that's just not true like you can't expect me not to hop in you know basketball arguments could go on for hours i just got caught up in one the other day someone tried to tell me that damon Lillard could beat the lakers if even if he came back i'm just like and see and see that people will like like it's very rarely that people give up their stance either. So like that's what yeah, makes exactly. the argument go forever. <laughs> that's true. Very true. Oh man. Um, I, I wanted to ask you also, um, like we were talking about social media, it's crazy. We can all be connected, but what do you find is like your biggest challenge as either a content creator or just a person on social media with with a uh, a following? What what do you would you say is your biggest challenge? My biggest challenge. Man. Could be in terms of like growth or or um, um for me actually i'm going through it right now which is trying to de- trying to because i came up being a, a mixtape guy right and i'm trying to now, now detach myself from that i'm not saying completely but i'm saying show people that i can do way more than just basketball right yeah and, and it, it 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 normally happens where everything you do in life if people are known for you even in basketball for being a dunker they'll think you're a dunker for the rest of your rest of your career until you change that so right now um i'm trying to prove to myself and others that hey i'm a videographer first i'm not a a mixtape guy i'm a videographer so um that's the challenge that i have right now and try to grow and try to show that hey i could do more than just basketball and um i would say also standing out trying to stand out is a very hard thing to do but you got to keep it consistent because I'm going to tell you right now, there's a bunch of videos I could go on my Instagram right now. And if I showed you two videos of two different people, you wouldn't be able to tell sometimes. And uh, that's the biggest thing on, on social media as a whole. You got to stand out, bro. You gotta yeah, you got to be unique. Yeah, you got to right. be unique. And that's something <laughs> and that's like me being here at college my first like few weeks, like I hate to like just like like name drop. No, I'm not going to name drop, but I hate to just be like, like say this but like i look around and like i look at these people's instagram that i've met and like they'll post something and it's the exact same as what cheryl from room 308 post. like mm-hmm. like like everyone's the same so what i try and do is is like at least make my profile some somewhat different like i try and incorporate different things to where like to show that i'm different like it's it, it's like that in social media but it's like that in life you gotta be like yeah, exactly you gotta fact. be you, gotta you can't be, be like a carbon that. copy and like and I, like, I get to college and like, I look around and like, all these people are very similar. Like, and yeah, you realize that when you're in a, in a, in a huge setting, you know, and um, you and it's, it's not that. necessarily bad. It's yeah, just like not necessarily bad, but it's, it's like, just a I, big I, realization. Yeah, just be yourself. You know, like everywhere, everybody's already taken. Just right, be it's, as cliche like, as it is, right? You know, like you yeah. gotta like if people don't accept you for who you are, like it's not your fault <laughs> exactly. I have to do with that, man. Big time. uh you mentioned um like trying to grow out of the shell of mixtapes is that some yeah. like long-term goal where where exactly are you trying to go because i know you said like you don't make much money in in the basketball game so like long term what 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 i guess what's the plan so how, how old are you i'm 21 years old okay Okay, yeah. yeah, you got your whole life out of you. Yeah, bro. Um, so the way I'm looking at it is I want to be able to say, if somebody were to come up to me and say, hey, Chris, 
I need this video for my business. I need this video. I need this type. I need a wedding video. I, I want to get to the point where I can say and be comfortable and say, yes, I can get that done for you at a very professional rate and just get it done, right? And to be real with you guys, I'm not at that level yet. I, I don't feel comfortable. You know, people may, may see my work and say, Chris, you could do anything you want, but I'm not. I don't feel comfortable to do that. So yeah. that's really the next step for me. And just the goal for me is if I even I, if I can work in the NBA, that'd be a blessing. That would be like life changing for me. And then um, I just want to have my own video production company. Right. That's just it. That's really my goal. I want to be able to shoot everything and just travel and just enjoy life as a whole. Right. Yeah, because that's a more details, but that's that's yeah. what I give you guys right now. Because that's a skill in demand, especially with the way, way the world is going in technology and how everything is like incredibly more technologically advanced. Like the skill of being able to present something um, in a professional way or in a clean way. Like I was thinking about, I was like, I was literally just watching a tutorial on on Premiere Pro, like in my like in my dorm, and mm-hmm. like I'm like there are people out there that could take a video of me watching this video of Premiere Pro and make it look professional and use it in a video. <laughs> That's like, very true, yeah. And, like, that would be something that could get views. Like, mm-hmm. that's insane to yep. me. That's insane to me. Yeah, the media opened up a whole new world, you know, because I talk to my mom sometimes, and she's like, so to tell you guys, I have not been in school since I graduated. I've been doing this full time. And... It's confusing for the old generation, right? Oh, yeah. To kind of see kids make money off social media and make a living off of it. And um, the, the times have just changed. Yeah. I have not been in school. I have not learned anything from school to get to where I am. And just as far as editing, YouTube has helped me more than a teacher. I can tell you guys right now, I'm not, I have never, I had, I went to a photography class in grade 12, but I, even before that time, I had more knowledge than anybody else in that class. So you don't need, you, I'm not telling you guys not to go to school, but <laughs> I'm telling you that the game has changed. You can make money off social oh, media, right? On, so it. It's the, and everybody can get there. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Everybody That's, can get there. Everybody, everybody, like, I was thinking the other day, I was like, like yeah, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to pursue engineering and I'm going to get a degree and I'm going to, have that job but like when i'm like making these posts and like i'm getting in my zone (laughs) as cliche as that sounds i'm like this is what i love to do and like if you just like it's it's again it's super cliche but if you put your mind to something and grind for it like yeah you have to eat dirt for like the first for like 95 percent of the time but like if you really want something and and that's what i go back to when you said you went up to jm and just were trying to like learn like yeah. so many people are chasing, but if you just put your head down and actually like exactly. just work, good things will come. Exactly. And I think that's very overlooked. People very like people a lot of times will compare themselves to all these YouTubers and all these guys that are up here. And I, I'm guilty of it too, man. During the season, sometimes I used to compare myself to JM. I look at him, I'm like, this guy's at 100K. But then I sit back and say, hold up. He's been in the game for 10 years. 10 years that that's a lot of that's a lot of time that's a lot of yeah. Video. That's yeah. a lot of late nights so um the thing that i always tell myself now is just your biggest investment is time that's your biggest investment right yeah and you're you can say that for yourself you started i was following you when you were like at 2k bro 
No, thank you. I, I appreciate it. I was following this guy when he was at two K. Now you're at nine K. You're about to. You, he passed me. He passed <laughs> me. Think about that for a second. So, like, it's crazy, bro. Like, but um, back to the social media, making money off of it, especially with these athletes. They're about to make their money. Yeah, and all of that stuff. So it's a game changer. Things are about to change, man. I yeah, I mean, and and you build a good relationship with somebody like I'm not saying this is going to happen, but you build a good relationship right off the bat with somebody young like Elijah Fisher. He gets to the league and he's like, oh, I want somebody around me to document my experience. Like, yeah. who's he going to call? He's not. He's going to call someone like you who's had a relationship with him. You were respectable. He knows what your work looks like. That type of connection right there can change your life. Can change your life. Yeah. Keep going. I think, what'd you say? Uh, I said keep going. They cut out for a second. Oh, like I said, th- like the life is all about connections and, and that's what I've known. And I'm sure you can say the same thing. Um, but like when I started making this count, like when people would start like reaching out to me, just random people, like just random civilians. And we're like, Oh, I like this post or, Oh, I disagree with this. Like just <laughs> having that connection and just being able to talk regardless of their status is just like, it fulfills you one for one. And it just lets you know that you're not like alone. Time, yeah. You're not yeah. wasting your time. You're doing something good. I, I think I reached out to you first too, if I'm not wrong. I don't remember, but I mean, you possibly me on the video first. And then I reached out to you, but still like, um, like you said, like, even with that, I've seen, I've seen a lot of relationships with that with, uh, with mixtape guys and like, and the uh, players that go to the league and then they, they bring their video guys with them. Uh, a guy that I can think of on top of my head is Cam Beverly. That guy's killing it right now with Kelly Oubre. And, um, yeah, just stuff like that. Like you said, connections, connections, everything. Yeah. Connections, everything. And right? like, you're not getting taught that in your, yep, in you're your, not. You're in not. your language 101 class. And, and no, man, it, it, it was a very tough concept even for me to learn. Um, I've been in the game for six years and six years now. And I can tell you guys right now, I've made some huge mistakes in my first few years, right? Because I didn't understand the business aspect. I didn't understand how you should treat people, how you should go about your business. But now that I'm learning that, it's like, okay, whoa, if you really put the time in, it comes back to you. Like, it really does, right? But I think connections boil down to just be a good person. Like, exactly. yeah. you can sniff out the BS. Like, people on social media, you can sniff do that. You can sniff it out, bro. I can tell right away if someone comes up to me talking about, hey, Chris, can you do this for me? And I don't know you. I get DMs every single day talking about, hey, Chris, can you uh, try to send the slam, blah, blah, blah. And they don't even follow me. Yeah. And that type of stuff, like, you got to understand, like, you got to bring some type of value. Yeah, exactly. As crazy as it's not crazy, but it's no. like, you got to bring some type of value. Sometimes I'd rather you approach me as a friend before you talk about me giving you stuff, you know? Right. That's- and it's, it's, I feel like it's not complicated, but so many people get it wrong. So many people just want the quick fix uh, satisfaction. That's never, ever, ever going to satisfy you long-term. I like that. I could, you guys already, people are, if you're listening to this, I already said it. Like I went to, I went up to JM not asking for a job just to learn, but it's a tough uh, concept to grasp for a lot of people. They think uh, you got to get everything right now. That's not the case. You'll probably get your stuff with it that you want in two, three years. Yeah. You know? It's it's something where you literally just have to accept 
I have to eat dirt for the next two, three years, and, and eventually good things will happen. And that could be 10 years, could be 15. But if you really believe in yourself, like I listen to a lot of Gary Vee, you probably can tell, <laughs> but he preaches like, um, if you want something, you do it. Like, I love the way he goes about things too, right? And how he says things. Some people might take it wrong, but I know yeah. what he's talking about. So I can, I feel like I already have that business mindset. So yeah. whenever he's, it, it speaks to me whenever he talks, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, bro. I love yeah. that guy. I, love that guy. I, I like his stuff as well. Um, some other people in the, in the community that I like are, are, are Buster. I don't know if you know who that is. He owns Hoops Nation. And then uh, John Antonelli, he owns B-Ball. And, yep. and I, I just like the way that they are so business oriented. Like they've got the social media down, but they know how to like push their business. And I, I think that's super cool. 100%. I think there's a lot to learn. I'm trying to learn right now, man. That's what I'm trying to learn. So yeah. To because like, because like people like us, we already have the fault, like a small, a good enough following. And we've got, we've got the audience. Now it's about taking like your brand, who you are and marketing it. Yep, and, exactly. and it's hard, but like, if you can do that, like I was thinking about the other day, like I'm known as the person that does like little scouting reports, right? Like that's what I'm known as. But if I get a big enough following by, by interacting with people, just being a good person, like I can go into like, like youtube and with a with a solid starting audience you really can and start making money from there bro you never know you really never know man i'm telling you you can really make something big out of this man the podcast stuff is really blowing up too so you're doing a good job stepping on it right away appreciate it appreciate it there's i just think that the abundance of opportunity and and when i when i like especially during quarantine man when i would look around and, and like people and they're just like watching netflix for 10 hours a day if you want to do that fantastic but like don't complain about uh just like your time being wasted or something like that like i was like looking around at people and i was like i'm grinding this right now and like (laughs) like i don't i couldn't fathom how people were just like letting life pass them like Mm -hmm. this is like i guess i get one thing if you're like i don't know what i want to do with the rest of my life like i get that like there's not much you can do about that except go try stuff but like when i was like when i was like i really like fell in love with this i was like all i want to do is this so like i gotta put the time in so when i would like look around and i'd see people like not doing stuff or just like wasting their time i was like what are you doing yeah it's because a lot of people are doing stuff that they don't love doing that's the main issue right yeah you're doing you're gonna keep going every single day at it right like i said i don't make a it's not like i make crazy money off this mixtape stuff like people think i do and and i find that so crazy it's like why do you think crazy amount amount of money um filming high school kids it's not no but i love it i love it bro because i could tell you when i was hooping i didn't have the opportunity of having a camera guy on my baseline so now being able to offer that to someone is very fulfilling and i'm not going to take credit for it but i can definitely say i've helped people get scholarships and i've had people come back to me and tell me that and getting that feeling is amazing it is amazing. oh yeah oh yeah like you don't it's, you won't get anywhere unless you start. So no that couch doesn't help. No, dude, I wish I would have started this <laughs> a year ago. Cause I think it's so fun. And like it took me like I started at January fifth and like I wanted I was thinking about it all December and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna start on the new year mm-hmm. and like make it like a new year's resolution. If I would have started December fifth, I'd be a whole month ahead. Like I don't know. <laughs> I, I 
I just moral of the story, I guess, is if you want to do something, just do it. Like I was worried about what people think about me and like very few of like people from my town or like uh, people I went to school with, like know about the account. Like I only my close friends know about it because I, like, I didn't cool. want people to know. You know, wow, that is crazy. I mean, yeah. you don't really put your identity on the page, too, right? No, no, I just have like my, my voice. Like, I haven't shared my name. <laughs> Some people are like face reveal at 10k, but <laughs> people are gonna want to know who's behind it. I even wanted, I wanted to know too, right? Because yeah, you just come off as a genuine person. That's it, right? Appreciate so it. People, people are gonna want to find out. Me too. I when I first started out, um, I didn't want to show my face, but I knew that. For it to grow, you have to show your face. Yeah, yeah, because it's a part of branding yourself, I guess. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but to this day, not very many people. Like, there was one time when somebody, like, from close to where I'm from, like, uh, organically followed me, and I was like, that's a good feeling. Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's a great feeling. And I messaged him. I was like, yo, what's up? It's, it's uh Wow. me and they're like wow that's crazy <laughs> wow yeah that's so crazy. i'm pretty i'm pretty low-key right now but uh like but that doesn't change my love for it you know like i still love doing it yeah sooner or later man sooner or later yeah 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 for sure well i don't really have any more questions for you um mm -hmm. i do want to say thank you so much for coming on uh like i love getting this different type of perspective like on my Instagram, it's more scouting reports, but on my podcast, I want to bring in people from all different backgrounds in basketball, in marketing. Like, like I, the other day I, I brought on, I haven't published the episode yet, but um, Forgotten Seasons NBA, I don't know if you know who that is, but like he does like, like older seasons, like that, that to me, like I'm not that's into that, but dope. I think it's so sweet that there's an audience that's for that. Dope. And I loved hearing his perspective. That's dope. I always like, I always wondered how it really was back then because we we talk about it so much, but it's like we never really knew exactly what it was. People talk about Jordan every day, like yeah. he's a god. It's like, yeah. okay, I don't know because I didn't watch him, you know. Yeah, like, that's that's dope. That's yeah. Dope. So yeah, I I just think it's really cool to get different perspectives and like, um, this is the this is only the second time I've had somebody on, and I think it's so I think it's so sweet. Like I just love doing this. And I can't wait to put this out because. I know people want to listen to this too. Cause when I would like watch slam mixtapes, I was like, I want to like talk to the person that made this. Like, mm -hmm. and now I finally can't like, it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Fanboying a bit, but <laughs> you need to get the OGs in here, man. I've been in the game for six years, but I've, uh, um, there's people that have been in this uh, longer than me that I, even I look up to man. The media game has grown. The media game has grown. I gotta ask you, how, how do you even feel about that? How do you feel about, um, camera guys being almost almost like every game now there's a camera guy how do you feel about that um I think it's pretty cool actually I mean I went to a small high school so that never was the case but like um like when I go to like there's like one tournament around me that I'll go to and like um and and then Darren slams there uh what's it called again I know uh, fl flying to the hoop flying to the hoop yep that tournament looks very lit I was oh, yeah. this year. I missed out on it. Oh. And, but like the crazy thing is like, like I see like Darren there and then like, like obviously he doesn't know who I am exactly. and like, and like, but I like know who that is. And then I, was, I saw like overtime Trey there like one year. And like, it's just like, I want to talk to those people because they have a, a following now because of the fact of their, with the brand, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, 
I think that's so, so cool. I actually really like the cameras being at every game because like prolific was there that, that year. Mm-hmm. And like, like it just enhances the environment because like the fans start going crazy so that the cameraman turns around and films them, put them in the thumbnail, whatever, you know what I mean? Like I think yeah. it, it boosts, boosts the uh, environment for sure. 100%. Man, I love it. From my perspective, guys, I can tell you right now that I, I love doing this. I love meeting people. I love watching basketball every single day. Trust me, I really don't get tired of it. If I ever get tired of it, it's probably because I'm making a bad mixtape or something like that. <laughs> but I can tell you, man, I love this. And um, the opportunity Slam has given me, especially being in Canada, um, one thing that, that was on my priority list is being able to film top players. And now that I have that access, I've never been a happier to to make videos, man. Like filming the best players in the country is a whole different whole different ballgame. It just brings out the best in you, man. Oh and yeah, if, I bet. If you're someone that wants to get into the game, just do it. Just do it. It might not look pretty in the first few years. Um, even if being in Canada or even in the States, it might not look pretty, but I can tell you right now that connections are big. And um just be a good person and things good things will come your way, man. That's it. Yes, sir, to that. Yes, sir. Um, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I, I love that. And one, I, I, one of my favorite lines is, uh, uh, I don't know if you listen to St. John. I don't It's pretty, he's. I've he's, heard of the artist, but I have not taken my time uh, to listen to him. Oh, he's my favorite artist. Uh, but one, his, one of his lines that I love is, he spent a half a decade working on the blueprint. Like that is. That's that, tough. That's that tough. Is, and that That's is like kind of what I. Right Right. That's what I'm going, kind of going by. Like I'm spending so much time just working on the plan. And then it's mm-hmm. like, now when I'm executing, like, Oh, it's, I don't know. I just think, I think, I think it was dope to build this like connection. Uh, just talk to you for a bit. And like, mm-hmm. I know people out there are going to love this. Like, I think people like, like I was looking at my last podcast and like, it said I had 47% viewership to the end. And I was like, that's really good. Like, wow, that's good. And, and that was a solo episode. So like when I bring somebody on here, especially somebody like you, yeah. like, dude, people are going to eat this up. And I, and I'm that's so crazy. excited for people to hear this because you bring such a different perspective to the game. And, and I'm just really excited. I just want to say thank you so much for, for doing anytime, this and taking bro. time out of your day to do this. Anytime, bro. Like I said, I love what you're doing. So I had to get on here. And just say what I have to say, man. I love this, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. It it it's the the respect is mutual. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you to Chris for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it if you made it this far. Uh, thank you so much for all the support. But before we end today's episode, I'm going to end with uh, two uh, submitted questions, like I always do. And the first one is, what are three life end goals you have to complete? And that's a good question. Um, one of them is definitely to to succeed in my academic life. I'm I'm studying to be a chemical engineer. Uh, I I think that's a goal I've always had, and that's a goal that I want to achieve. Another one is is definitely see where I can take take my take hoops. Uh, I I have a passion for basketball, and I don't really know where it's going to take me, but it it's it's obviously something I want to see through. And the third most important goal is is to just every day get closer to God, and and I, I struggle with that. Like especially in college, it's hard to always keep that as my priority, but that is definitely my most important goal. And, uh, and I do need to put more focus onto it, but yeah, those are my three life goals. And then another question I have is tips for making it to the next level and what I look for in a player when analyzing. And, and that, they kind of go together. And what I look for in a player is someone who's mature and also somebody that, that 
understands the game. And that can be on and off the court uh, for maturity. What I look for in a player is somebody that, that can, can handle the pressure, good ball handler, doesn't turn it over. If, if, if No matter your size, you're, you're tall or, or short, if you can handle the ball and not turn the ball over, the coach will be forced to play you. So I think that's something that, that people and many players kind of like, they don't always take into account. But if you can handle the ball and, and not turn it over, the coach will be forced to play you. Uh, in terms of what can take you to the next level, consistency, uh, for sure. Whether that's shooting, dribbling, defense, consistency is key. Uh, again, I appreciate everyone who, who listened and who's, who's been supporting me thus far. We've got a lot of good podcasts on the way. And, and thank you for listening to this one. I know it was a bit longer, but, but I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I'll, and I'll see you guys next time. God bless.